As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Finally on the wall of fame. That's cool. Kenny, what do you think? It sucks. What? I'm not in it. Is Andy really taller than me? No, he wears lifts. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. I'm the one who needs some lifts. Whew. I need those lifts. Good to be on that wall, though. Yeah, yeah, good to be there. Good to be there. And I'm about the same height as you in these chairs. <laughs> so that works out well. Hey, how about that Pro Bowl tonight, huh? Oh, epic. Great game. AFC? AFC winner by seven. Just came down to the end. Instant classic. Good stuff. Thirty Only 37 alternates in the game. So almost all the best players. Uh, your chance to sound off. 515-282-9010. The hot topic? Big four basketball weekend. The jockless Hawks beat Ohio State. Iowa State falls at Vanderbilt. And you and I cools off Drake at home. 515-282-9010. Baylor University was founded on core principles of Christianity. Baylor's football program is now synonymous with the most disturbing label in sports, rape culture. What would Jesus do? Forgive, and then probably drop football. A Baylor graduate just sued her alma mater. The federal lawsuit states Baylor paid her education in exchange for silence. The silence did not last. The lawyer's investigation alleges that from 2011 to 2014, 31 Baylor football players took part in 52 rapes, including five gang rapes, two of which involved 10 or more players. The 26-page report describes selling the football program to recruits with a show-em-a-good-time policy of arranging sex and visiting strip clubs. The suit asserts assistant coach Kendall Bryles encouraged a prospect with the pitch, do you like white women? Because we have a lot of them at Baylor and they love football players. In this sordid report, that's one of the least offensive accusations. The lawsuit says violence against women persisted because players had no fear of punishment or consequences. It is important to remember these are allegations, but it is just a heightened version of what we already know from the Pepper Hamilton investigation commissioned by Baylor itself. It found a culture of sexual violence, failure to create a safe campus, and the interests of a football program placed ahead of basic human decency. 17 women assaulted by 19 players, four gang rapes. 
Lesser numbers, but enough for a board of regent to say it was, quote, horrifying and painful. That's why football programs should not be trusted with investigating themselves. There's too much money flowing to avoid conflicts of interest. All cases should immediately be turned over to law enforcement and Title IX coordinators. Further, just based on what we do know, not just what's alleged, why is Baylor still playing football? If the NCAA will not or cannot give the death penalty, then the world's largest Baptist university should suspend itself. Clean house, start over, and build from Christian tenants up, if at all. Just a terrible, terrible situation down in Waco. What a mess Fred Hoiberg is in in Chicago. The Bulls are clinging to one of the final playoff spots in the Eastern Conference, but right now, no one is talking about the playoffs. Instead, it's the war of words with Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, and Rajon Rondo, who recently got into a spat on social media. And Fred thought babysitting Royce White and Bryce Dijon Jones was hard. Now he's trying to manage egomaniacs who make more than twice as much money as he does. I'm not saying Fred has been perfect, but the personnel in Chicago does not fit his coaching style or any style. It doesn't take a genius to see that. Blame upper management for assembling this mess. I think Fred will get at least one more year, but if Hoiberg is let go after this year, the Bulls front office needs to follow him out the door. Fred's former team, Iowa State, lost on Saturday at Vanderbilt. I think the loss could hurt come Selection Sunday. Right now they have 13 wins. Best win so far is Kansas State. Ten games left, five at home, five on the road. The big dance is not a lock. Playing in a very tough Big 12 will help, but one or two top 25 wins would be huge. Peter Jock sat out yesterday's game with a back injury, and from all reports, it sounds like he could miss a couple more games. At this point, you have to get him healthy. Sit him as much as he needs. Iowa is not going to the NCAA tournament, barring a miracle run in the Big Ten tournament. The Hawks looked good without Jock. That won't be the case every night. But confidence is a hell of a drug. And wins like that, when they're jockless, will only help for the future. Joe, nobody likes to be jockless when they're out there on the court, but uh, this was probably better for Iowa. He was so hobbled, he was hurting Iowa's chances. He could barely move move. in some of those games. Yeah, Yeah. it was was tough to watch. Randy is in Urbandale with some thoughts on Hawkeye basketball. Randy, did that win over Ohio State surprise you? Uh, It didn't surprise me, but without Jock, by as many points as they did, I just wonder if they should just bench Jock the rest of the year to maybe help his bracket better and his NBA prospects be better and help the freshman and sophomore kind of gel. Yeah, I, I, I actually don't think he's going to play on Tuesday at Rutgers. Uh, I think there's a little stretch here where they don't play the toughest competition in the Big Ten. And like I said, barring some crazy run in the Big Ten tournament, Iowa is not going to the NCAA tournament. So you need to get him 100% healthy. And, hey, that was fun watching last night. These young guys are having fun. Ryan Creener is developing. Brady Ellingson had a big game. Uh, Tyler Cook, Jordan Bohannon continues to develop at point guard. So, I kind of liked watching these young guys, but if they're going to make a run, it's going to have to be in the Big Ten tournament, so save Jock until then. And you're seeing a little glimpse of what's to come in the future because yeah. Jock will graduate this year, go on, he hopes, to the NBA. 
but he needs a healthy back to do that. Uh, let's take a call from Jackie and Clive. Uh, Jackie, did you get up in the middle of the night to watch that epic Australian <laughs> Open final? I sure did. It was one of the main reasons it gave me. It was, it was an epic, and that's the reason I got up to watch it. It was fantastic. It's been five years since Federer won a major, and uh, I, I loved at the end where he said, they don't, you don't play to a draw in tennis, but if he could share the trophy with Rafa Nadal, he would. Uh, they were both deserving of it. It was like uh, turn back the clock weekend. We had the Williams sisters in one final, Federer and Nadal in the other. This was great for tennis, wasn't it, Jackie? It was excellent for the sport. And if I may say, in the Midwest, tennis doesn't always get its due. And I really appreciate you guys focusing on that tonight and at least mentioning the Australian Open in the final. And one of the reasons I love this sport so much is the sportsmanship that these two have shown over the years, the charity work they've done, uh, supporting each other, the fair gamesmanship. I mean, they've just, they've always done it right. They've been class acts. And exactly what you said about uh, Federer's comments and mm -hmm. wanting to share it with um, Nadal, it just, between that and the family act of the Williams sisters, it was just class all the way. And we can't get enough of that lately these days, especially on their airwaves, right? The one request I, I would have is that they not wear the same outfits with headbands <laughs> and the same color sneakers Pink again. shoes, yeah. I, I, I had trouble picking out which one was which one. I had to pay close attention. There you go. You see, yeah. same. They, they look the same during the, the match. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. It is time for lookalikes with a local connection. Old Spice judges. Hunkahawk at the Waveland. Says Hawkeye legend Chuck Long now looks like Vice President Mike Pence. Old Spice. Pretty good right there. Would have never look thought at that. that. Look at that. That's, that's really but good. But Hunkahawk did, and Old Spice says it's a match. Dale says Iowa quarterback C.J. Beathard looks like the WWE's Daniel Bryan. What do you say, Old Spice? That's another good one. You guys are on a roll. Guys, I give you the big box of crayons. It's one of the first things I ever learned inside and out, and I am tired of that lesson being crapped on by Iowa and Iowa State. What's bugging Andy turns all yellow next. Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. JT the Nut writes, you and I always had the horses. Offense finally matching defense. Not all Morgan all the time. McDonald has been good. Yes. B. McCool commenting on the Cyclone basketball team. I am still positive about our talent. Very tired of prone, bad substitutions. Not playing Holden, Young, Jackson Moore. Hashtag not prepared. What's wrong, dude? You yellow? Nobody calls me yellow. And he doesn't mind being called yellow. Guys, everyone seems to agree that Iowa State got its biggest home win of the season last week when Kansas State came to Hilton Coliseum. What they can't seem to agree on is why everyone didn't remember to wear their yellow shirts to the game when a promotion called Gold Rules had been called for and well circulated across Cyclone Nation. You see, just by saying the word yellow, I probably ticked off some Cyclone fans who think I'm trolling them by using the word yellow instead of gold. And therein lies the problem that I'm addressing tonight on What's Bugging Andy. Sports fans, it is high time that we make a decision here. Use it or lose it. Huh? 
Either dump yellow from your school colors or accept it for what it is. It is not gold. This is gold. This is yellow. You know that. You had the same crayon box that I did. I the sharpener on the back and it featured two very different crayons inside. Yellow and gold. And when you were coloring your first sigh or herky, you know damn well that this isn't the one that you reached for. For some reason, the sports world is in yellow denial. It loves to use the color, but it hates to use the word. Iowa, black and gold. Iowa State, cardinal and gold. Even Georgia Tech says gold, and they're the yellow jackets. That is not a gold jacket. That's a gold jacket. That's a gold jacket. That's a yellow jacket. So there's this whole thing about the word yellow too, right? I mean, it's related to stuff that we don't want, like yellow teeth and the yellow fingernails and stuff we don't like to do, like, well, you know. And there was also a time when Americans used it as an insult. Though when you do that now, you sound like Mayella Yule in To Kill a Mockingbird and her lousy yellow stinking cowards. You do not want to sound like Mayella Yule. So let's just dump yellow, all right? And there's also the fact that most of us don't look real good in yellow, right? I mean, it doesn't seem to matter what your skin tone is. Yellow doesn't make you look healthy and alive. To the contrary, in fact, when I wear yellow, people tend to come up to me and say, I, you feeling okay? No, 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 I'm fine. I'm, I'm just wearing yellow. Well, no, no, do you, 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 you need one of these? You look really sick. No one wants to hear they look sick and no one wants to be called yellow and no one wants to admit that their regal sounding gold is actually stomach bile sounding yellow. So let's just, be honest with ourselves. This yellow thing, it's not working. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Where does Monte Morris rank in our Cyclone point guard list? Who's in your five and live calls at 282-9010 next. Like us on Facebook at Sound Off Nation. James comments on the Hoiberg situation in Chicago. Changes in leadership style can be read as inconsistencies. You can go coach another team and start off with a different leadership style, but you can't change midstream. Noah writes, anyone who thought a trio of Wade, Butler, and Rondo was going to be anything more than a 500 team is the real joke. To think these guys were real contenders was wishful thinking and then some. Who's in your five? It's Cyclone point guards, Will Blaylock and DeAndre Kane just missing the list. At number five, Deontay Garrett. Underrated, I think. And number four, Curtis Stinson. He shared point guard duties with Blaylock. Number three, Jeff Hornacek. Ooh. Though some fans will rank Jeff as high as number one. Uh, number two, Monte Morris. And maybe he still gets to number one, but at number one, gotta go Jamal Tinsley, led Iowa State 
to back-to-back -back Big 12 championships and an Elite Eight. Hard to beat that resume that he had. Oh, he was he, he was, was really uh, something else, too. Although some people will never be over the missed layup against Hampton. Let's start with Jason in Albia. He has Cyclone Wrestling on his mind. Hi, Jason. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey, you know what? I, I think Kevin Jackson's uh, uh, deal is about done, man. I think dropped. I think he knows he's on. Notice. I would agree. He's he's, he's acknowledged it's uh, it's not getting better right now. Uh, this season and, is is getting and worse, it, and there are Cyclone fans frustrated because, as I'll bet you know, Iowa State has a proud wrestling history. It, it's too bad because he, he was a great wrestler, but, but but his coaching skills are just not there. He was an Olympic gold medalist, and there's no doubt he's tried, John, but the results are not there. Yeah, and Jamie Pollard gave him an extension a few years ago, really wanted to back him, back him and get behind him, but this is his seventh season. They're 1-9 in nine in duels. They're going to finish probably 40th at the NCAA tournament around there. I mean, it's, it's, they, need, they need a change, and I think he knows it. Yeah, I love talking to him. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good guy to talk to, but some of the wrestlers aren't developing as hoped either. Uh, Chad in Des Moines with a Peter Jock injury question. What is it, Chad? Um, I was just uh, kind of curious if uh, – I'm not sure exactly when all that happened, but uh, that type of uh, – I, I think playing, I mean, uh, on Fran's part, it's a smart move uh, playing the freshmen who weren't having to rely on themselves moving in the future or and uh, also um you know there's any you know when you get a four-year scholarship you should play all four years hard yeah, a, lot, a lot of players don't do that anymore but uh, yeah peter jock uh if he's not healthy iowa is better off with him on the bench john because it yeah i think like this right was, here yeah he was he, he couldn't go he couldn't go and at illinois and the other players, when he's not on the court, know their roles better and that they have to step up. They're not looking for Peter Jock to carry the team. Yeah. And we saw that against Ohio State. Of course, you're better off with a healthy Peter Jock, but he's been a shell of himself. Man, I had back problems when I was in middle school and early high school and tried playing basketball. It's almost like a paralyzing feeling because all of a sudden this pain just shoots in your back and you cannot move. And I'm sure that's what he's going through, these back spasms that keep happening to yep. him. Yep, you know, I had it last week. Uh, still ahead on Sound Off, Football Friday could have company. You can email the show, soundoff at whotv.com. This could be one of the better Super Bowls in a long time. I will be picking the Patriots, but it will come down to who screws up the least. Both teams do not do that. Pats have the edge, and the turnovers they create will be the difference. That's from James in Des Moines. Of course, Super Bowl next Sunday, hopefully finishing up before soundoff. No overtime. No problem. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. Earlier this week, State Representative Peter County introduced a bill to the State Board of Regents basically saying he doesn't want any state universities playing football on Friday nights. Is he right? No doubt Iowa playing a game on Friday night will hurt high school football attendance. But before the bill gets too far along, John, County may want to consider Black Friday against Nebraska. It's turning into a good game. Remember when Teddy Bridgewater injured his knee and missed the entire season? Yeah. Well, now it looks like Bridgewater will miss all of next year, too. It's a reminder, fast-acting Vikings trainers may have saved Bridgewater from amputation. No contact, and his knee exploded. 
Hope he can again play one day. I don't even know what that means. His knee exploded. Doesn't Man, sound good. I'm not sure he'll ever play. Uh, the Sporting News named Andy Reid Coach of the Year in the NFL. Wait, what? The Chiefs fans I know would disagree with that choice. Good coach, not great coach. Atlanta's Dan Quinn should be the coach of the year. Or Bill Belichick went 3-1 and one without Tom Brady. Basically give it him every year if they want yeah. to. Finally, I feel like this next topic is a throwback to 2005. Serena Williams and Roger Federer won the Australian Open this weekend. Are these two the greatest male and female tennis players of all time? Yes. Serena's 23rd major, Roger's 18th. Incredible turn-back-the-clock moment. Just fun, fun awesome. to watch. Overrated, underrated, overrated coaching in the NBA, coaching NBA players. Good play, good pay, but players often have more power than the coach. Mm -hmm. Underrated coaching college players. For now, there's still more control. Yeah, boy, what a mess the Bulls have been this past week. Just did, oh. 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 It's National Have Fun at Work Day. Are you boys having fun? I'm having fun. I don't care. Okay, well. One minute. And too much caffeine tonight. Yeah, Tiny Ref's losing it. Uh, we have one minute left in the show, and you know who's up first? Cheezer. Cheezer. Hey, guys, how was your weekend? Uh, weekend good. was very good. Thank you for asking, Cheezer. Everywhere I go, people say, hey, wh what's, what's Cheezer like? What's he look like? How come he's out? I, Why wasn't I, he on this week? I think uh, Iowa State needs two big wins this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise the coaches this weekend because I told you guys I'm going to be at the Fall Gal on Saturday right behind the Kansas bench. So I want you guys to uh, look for me. If you uh, see me on TV, uh, text me at 515-979-9. Wait, don't say, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> don't say your number on here. Hey, by the way, here comes Cheezer. Wait, wait, wait. He's about to appear on your television. There he That's is. That's Cheezer. There That's he is. That's Cheezer it's right the cheese. there. That's Cheezer. I had to cut Cheezer off because I don't want him to give out his phone number. He's, but he says he's going to be at the fog. But he'll be at the fog. He could be, man, if he's right behind the Kansas bench. Look at Cheezer. He's going to be giving them hell. That's a fan right there. That'll do it for us. We are back next week after the Super Bowl. We hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off send off. Our intern, Lazy Kenny, <sighs> admiring our new Wall of Fame poster.